This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are continuing with our little mini-series on the Big Five, and this time we're actually getting started on a deep dive on each of the personality traits, starting with the first trait we're going to talk about today, which is extroversion. I really hope that this podcast episode will bring you a lot of insight. Extroversion is something that we hear a lot about, but what I'm going to be sharing today is a bit of a different take on it, and I really hope it will bring you a lot of concrete and actionable tools. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hi, everybody. I hope you are all well. Lovely to see you here on a Monday and start the new week together. And this week, I'm super excited. We're getting started with the personality traits of the Big Five. So last week, I did a little bit of an introduction on the Big Five model. For those who might have missed that episode, I will link it in the show notes below. But just as a quick brief, the Big Five is the most recognized personality trait model. And we're going to be talking about it today. It's something that I use a lot with myself, with my clients. It's something that once we get into it and once we start learning more about it, we start to see it everywhere and I just think it's really interesting. It's interesting, it's useful, it's helped me a lot in terms of really making decisions, being able to understand myself, being able to have a bit more compassion on myself, but then also knowing how and when I want to maybe act in a different way and I want to create concrete changes in my life as well. My clients have really found the same and I hope that you will find the same. So today we are talking about extroversion and I thought that we would start with a podcast episode on extroversion, mostly because it's a trait that a lot of us are already relatively familiar with. Now, what I'm going to be sharing with you about extroversion today might be a little bit different from what you already know about extroversion. So we generally define extroversion as a trait related to sociability, or a lot of the time it's given the definition whether we get our energy from being with people, we would be considered extroverted, as compared to if we get our energy from being alone, we would be considered introverted. Now, within the big five model, because there are only five personality traits, a lot of other small traits that are actually correlated with extroversion have been grouped into this dimension of extroversion as well. So it's actually a lot broader when we speak about the big five personality scale. So as I said before, I said this in last week's episode, every trait in the big five model is on a scale. So it's not a yes, I'm extroverted or no, I'm not. It's on a scale of high to low. So on the scale of extroversion, we can note that when we're high, we're obviously highly extroverted as compared to if we rate low in extroversion, then we would be introverted. Now, each trait is on a scale and it's on a bell curve. So if we imagine a bell, the shape of a bell, or it can be an upside down U with curved edges, then the majority of people find themselves somewhere in the middle. 
There are, of course, outliers that reside more on the edges of extroversion, but the majority and the bulk of people will really find themselves somewhere in the middle. But knowing if we're in the middle, but a little bit more towards the high end or towards the low end, those are all things that can be really helpful and really useful for us. So I thought I would draw a bit of a picture for us all, and I'll give you some characteristics of what it looks like to be high on the scale of extroversion versus what it looks like to be low on the scale of extroversion. So if we rate high on the scale of extroversion, then we are the kind of person who likes to take charge. We are considered to have a strong personality. We make friends easily. We warm up to others and we are very enthusiastic. So that is if we are high on the scale of extroversion. If we are low on the scale of extroversion, so towards introversion, then we are reserved. We tend to hold back our opinions. We rarely get caught up in excitement. We don't show our feelings when we're happy. And we are hard to get to know, so we reveal little about ourselves. So others might find that they struggle to really get to know us, or we might be aware of the fact that others don't warm up to us incredibly fast. So those are some of the characteristics if we find ourselves being high on extroversion versus low. Now, there are six facets of extroversion. So six actual traits that are being measured when it comes to extroversion. So I will list them here for you. In each of these traits, if we score high in the trait, then we are scoring higher in extroversion. If we score low, then that is accumulating our score to being lower in extroversion. So the first facet is friendliness. The second one is gregariousness. So gregariousness is kind of like the classical definition that we hear of extroversion. So gregariousness really means that we're fond of social company, that we really like being in big groups, that we really like being around people. So that would be gregariousness. Activity level is another facet of extroversion that we don't necessarily always associate with extroversion, but if we're the kind of person who likes to be moving around a lot, who likes to have a busy life, who likes to have their days jam-packed, then we're more likely to be high in extroversion. Cheerfulness is another facet of extroversion, excitement seeking, and assertiveness. So assertiveness is another one that we don't necessarily correlate with extroversion, but it is a big element of extroversion. Are we able to assert ourselves in a group? Now, extroversion is an interesting one because it's one of the traits which is very easily identifiable. So it's actually a trait that we can guess with a high degree of accuracy. So I can present to you a group of people after spending a little bit of time with them, you'd be able to guess pretty accurately which are the ones that are going to score more high in extroversion versus low in extroversion. This is even something that we can guess, not by necessarily speaking with somebody, but simply by watching them act, watching them be. So certain things that we can actually notice are someone who laughs a lot or smiles a lot is someone who's going to be higher in extroversion. Someone who has a very fast-paced life is someone who's higher in extroversion. And someone who likes high levels of stimulation as well. So an interesting example on that one, I brought a friend to an F45 workout, which I brought her to the Saturday workout. The Saturday workout has a DJ. There were four trainers there training us. We were about 60 people in this huge room. So a lot of stimulation, super loud music, a lot going on. 
realistically everything that I love. So I score relatively high in extroversion. I really like stimulation. I love loud music, flashing lights, fireworks, all of that stuff. But the friend that I happen to bring along is a bit lower in extroversion and therefore for her, it was a little bit over the top. It was a little bit too much stimulation and maybe too much for nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. So that's an example of somebody who's lower in extroversion versus somebody who's higher in extroversion and the kind of things that we might find with relating to activities or things that we're doing. So what I wanted to share with you now are how we can actually use this. So how is this not just useless information? How is this something that we can actually concretely use in our everyday life? So number one is that it can really let us know if we need stimulation or if we need people or if we need a certain amount of excitement in our life, etc. So that can really be important information for us to know. Similarly, if we know that we're lower in extroversion, then those are things that we probably don't like. So going to an event where there's going to be a huge amount of stimulation, that might not be something that will excite you as much as somebody who's higher in extroversion. So we can know ourselves, we can know what are the things that we like, what are the things that we don't, what are the things that we're going to enjoy versus the things that we won't. It can also help us to really understand other people. So I have a friend who's lower in extroversion and I find that she doesn't show a lot of positive emotion. So even if we're doing something really fun or what I consider really exciting, she'll have a pretty stern face. And at the beginning, I really struggled with that. And I found that I couldn't understand, is she not having a good time? Am I boring her? What's going on here? And so I really struggled to understand her reserved composure. And then I realized that actually she's just lower in extroversion. So she's not going to feel this same influx of positive emotion that I do when we're in, let's say, a concert and there's great music playing. She won't feel that same influx of positive emotion. And then especially she won't express that positive emotion with a smile, with a laugh, with a big expression on her face. So it's something that we can use to really understand others and to say, okay, I'm not boring them. They're not having a terrible time. They're just more introverted and therefore they have a different lived experience and they have a different way of showing that lived experience as well. The second way we can use our knowledge on this scale of extroversion is having more compassion towards ourselves. So if you feel like you're in need of some quiet time or some alone time, it might mean because you are lower on that scale of extroversion. And that's okay, that's what you need as well. Too much stimulation, too much excitement, too much social engagement will probably tire you out and you need that moment to yourself to recharge. And so understanding that about yourself really allows you to give yourself that space. I have a client who's relatively introverted and so for her to understand that about herself really allowed her to make big changes in her life. She actually ended up moving out of the apartment that she was sharing with a roommate. That roommate in particular was actually quite extroverted, so always wanted to talk, always wanted to do things. And she found that after a day of work, which was already quite social and in a way pushing her boundaries a little bit, she actually needed that space by herself to have some silence, to have some calm. 
And so she ended up making that big change in her living situation, which had a huge impact on how she felt during the day, how rested she felt, how much energy she had to give in scenarios where she had to have this social engagement, etc. Similarly, on the other side of the scale, we can understand why we have this potential need for excitement and stimulation. So I had a client who found herself coming back from living abroad, where in that life there was a lot of excitement and stimulation all the time. Coming back then home where she was from, she found that she was constantly seeking this excitement and stimulation. And initially her reaction was, am I just chasing something? Why am I always chasing some kind of thrill or some kind of excitement? And the more we understood that this was actually just part of her personality, this is something that she needed. She needed that feeling of a high activity level and having lots going on in her day and having this big sense of excitement. Those were all things that she actually needed in order to feel fulfilled and satisfied and whole in some certain ways. And so we can have more compassion for ourselves, and rather than pulling ourselves down saying, why are you always chasing the next thing? We can say, okay, you just need a little bit more stimulation and excitement. How are we going to bring that into our life? The third way in which we can actually use this is we can understand when it is that we need to create change. So although personality traits tend to be quite fixed into our DNA, so they're actually part of our ingrained personality, these are things that we can change a little bit over time. The way that I like to see it, it's less about changing our personality and more about extending it. So if we are someone who is highly extroverted, let's say, then maybe we want to widen our personality so that when we find ourselves in situations where we need to be on our own, where we need to potentially slow down and calm down for one reason or another, that we're able to do that. And so we're able to widen our personality in order to be more adaptable to certain situations. So being highly extroverted might mean that we constantly want excitement and stimulation and have people around all the time, but there are times in which that's not possible. And can we teach ourselves to actually enjoy the peace and the calm? Can we practice appreciating our own company as well? And on the other side of the spectrum, if we are low in extroversion, then that might make it challenging, especially if we have a relatively social job. If we're interacting with other people, other people tend to feel like they connect more with people who are more extroverted. Similarly, assertiveness, as I said before, is part of extroversion. And we know the importance of asserting ourselves in order to create boundaries, in order to share ideas, in order to get our opinions forth, in order to create change, perhaps, in an environment or work environment in which we're in. So it's important to be able to extend that as well. So that somebody who is introverted is able to, when need be, step into the role or the persona of someone who's a little bit more extroverted and able to take charge and able to share their opinions and able to make friends and create rapport with those around them. One way that we can do this is by actually creating a persona. So I have an entire podcast episode on the concept of creating a persona, which I will link in the show notes below. But one of my clients, actually the client I mentioned previously, who is more introverted and therefore moved to a new apartment, she actually, with her, we actually created a persona, a work persona, and that work persona is a lot more extroverted and is able to assert herself and share her opinions 
and contribute to conversations and meetings and is able to stand up boldly. And those are all things that are necessary in her realm of work. So these are all things that we can practice and with time extend our scope of personality so that we are able to adapt to a certain situation. So that is all on extroversion in this episode. I hope that it was interesting. I hope that it's given you a few nuggets, a few things to think about. I really encourage you to start by asking the question, where would you gauge yourself on this scale? I will link in the show notes below a personality test that you can take if you want to have a better idea. I will mention though that the free tests are relatively accurate, but not fully accurate. So just take that into consideration. I'll also link a paid test in case you're willing to spend the, I don't know how much it is, but something to do the test. It's a test that I've paid to take myself and I've actually bought for my brother and my boyfriend and some friends because this is something that I find really interesting. And personally, I like having the really accurate results, but there are also free tests online that you can take that can start to give you an idea. But in total honesty, when it comes to extroversion, as I said before, it is a trait which is very easily identifiable. So others will be able to notice it within yourself. You'll be able to notice it within yourself. And hopefully with the description that I gave on what it is to be high in extroversion versus low in extroversion, that has actually already given you a pretty good idea of where you might stand. I would love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to share them with me if you have any questions, if you're unsure of where you stand. This is also something that I do with my clients. So during our one-on-one journey, I actually bring them through an entire personality analysis where we not only go through the big five, we go through every six facet within each of the traits and really understand not only where they stand, but how this might have impacted their life in the past, how this might impact their life in the future, what are things that they wanna do, what are things that we can concretely work on to extend that personality in order to allow them to be more adaptable to situations. All that being said, next week we are talking about neuroticism, which is another personality trait in the big five. I'm super excited to go through it with you. So I will see you next week. And in the meantime, have a lovely day.